Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sex and Other Stuff. I'm Jess Wilde. And I'm Annabelle Knight. And today we are going to be talking, well, we're going to be talking about something that I I heard somebody say. It's more of a, a statement and we're going to unpack it. So I heard a person who owns a clitoris the other day, so not a penis-owning person, say, I don't carry condoms because I'm a girl. That is such a ridiculous statement on so many levels. Oh, and I hate to get so heavy and so serious. <laughs> but honestly, things like that make my, my palms are sweating. Yeah. I get really angry at the willingness of some people to completely release themselves mm. of their own of responsibility. Mm. And that doesn't just go for their sexual health or sex life. Any time anyone shirks responsibility that mm. is theirs to be shouldered, I'm just like, come on. Yeah, it's so annoying, isn't it? Like, to be a, an adult-grown person, it's, it's knowing that your existence has an impact on people. And, I mean, I've tried to sort of think about this particular statement of I don't carry condoms because I'm a girl. I've, I've tried to reason with it and understand why she might have said that. I mean, as far as her reasoning was, well, I don't have a penis, so why should I be carrying something to put on a penis? But you can get an STI or pregnant, right? Also, and if you're planning on getting on a penis, like, wrap it. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap but, it up like the gift it is. Exactly. But, you know, I was trying to think, okay, well, where, where has this come from? Why does she think this? And I guess my best reasoning for it is that people don't feel um, confident and educated when it comes to sex. They understand that there are risks and that, yeah, you could have an unwanted pregnancy. You could get an STD. If the worst should happen to you, hey, it's someone else's fault. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I'm very much a preacher for healthy, happy sex and protecting yourself. But I'm a human being. And I have definitely not always lived by the words that I preach and certainly not when I was younger. Certainly and knowing not better, when I was younger. Yeah. So I, I worked on a project recently where we were discussing STDs and particularly we were working with young people who say that they are very promiscuous, they have lots of casual sex and they don't always use protection. So throughout this process, we were giving them STD checks. I was really surprised to find that most of them came out without an STD. So they came out negative, Pretty which, clean. which is great, which is, you know, a really great thing. Like, I'm glad I don't want loads of people to be walking around with STDs. Yeah. However, to me, I know me when I was younger, I'd have been like, oh, well, I'm fine then. I'll just carry on carry banging on. without yeah, a that, that's condom. The two thumbs and that's up. the horrible thing. Like, it's in a way, it's kind of good that when you get something because I learned my lesson from catching chlamydia, and now I'm really, really, really careful. Like, it only has to happen once, you know. Yeah. If I had a quid for every time, <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, why did I do that?" Uh, I'll tell you why. Just in alcohol life. and yeah. young. Yeah, yeah, but not even like, not even sex stuff. Like, just in general. Why did I do that? Why did I go to bed at one? Well, I knew I had to be oh, up at six. <laughs> that's not me at all. I have to get, I have an app on my phone. I have to get eight hours sleep. Otherwise, oh I'm useless. If I get anything less than seven, I I feel hungover in the uh, morning. And yeah. it's such a horrible feeling. I yeah. feel fluey and just like crap. Yeah. And I can't function at all. And um, as a freelancer, if I don't work, there's no such thing as a sick day. So have to just power through. Yeah, you just got to crack on with it. I'll tell you what, I have been... Now. Do you know, I have got a little bit of a scratchy throat, um, but I think that's because today I've been doing voiceover since 10am right. and now we're recording podcasts. So my vocal cords have had a pretty a um, decent day. thrashing today. Yeah, I've had a day of microphones and headphones or been radioing, podcasting. I'm getting a dab hand at this uh, radio podcast. Well, I, <laughs> I say I that. You might all think this sucks. No, you don't. Everyone loves it. But if you do think it sucks. Oh, tell us. Tell us. Yeah. yeah. Because we can't get better if you guys don't get involved. 
Totally, like feedback is everything. And speaking of feedback, we do quite regular videos on YouTube. I don't know where for... you're going with this. <laughs> so we we do sex bit videos on YouTube uh, for a company that we work for called Love Honey. We've mentioned them a few times now, haven't we? but it's fine. So you might find Annabelle and I talking about sex on YouTube and we get comments on YouTube. So we have oh, okay. quite yeah, yeah. a few <laughs> comments on there um, about, you know, various stuff. Sometimes it's a good question about sex. Sometimes it's a like your top. Sometimes it's take your clothes off. Those are less fun. But sometimes you get some really standout comments. Um, and the one, oh, I love I love You it. moderate them, don't you? Yeah, so. so I look after these comments and I reply and answer questions as best I can or just say, oh, cheers for getting involved. And this week we had a brilliant comment from one of our regular viewers he just said, oh, are, are you two lovers? And I was like, oh, that's, that's so, so cute. <laughs> so I said, oh, no, we're not. We're like really good friends and we're colleagues, you know. And um, and they came back again and said, oh, I thought you were like a really close couple that were really into each other. Oh, I, like, oh, I love it. So I obviously had to send a screenshot of that to you immediately. That is so lovely. Yeah. And I could only hope to be so lucky yeah. as to end up with Jess. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm single. Everyone's single. No, that's not Oh, do you know, Jess is single oh. and has recently gone on, on I was going to say Titter, it's <laughs> Tinder. I am on the Tinder again. Although, oh, I, I think we should, de- we should delve yeah, should occasionally we talk about into, well, I'm like lock and key married mm. and very happy. So I have to live vicariously <laughs> through my friends. <laughs> so I would like to know what are you looking for? Oh, and what do you hope to get from Tinder? Do you know, okay, so the thing I'm actually looking for, I don't know if it's available through Tinder. Yeah, I'm looking for someone to put their dick in. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, I actually posted a status about this after I've been on Tinder a couple of days because I'm, I'm on it. I don't really know why I'm on it. I'm just, I like playing the game of Tinder. For me, it's kind of a distraction tactic and I just want some nice conversation. Um, but I, I posted a status after being on there a couple of days just doing this call out to say, you know, is there an app for like mate dates? Because actually... It would be such yeah. a good app. If you move to a new city, new town or like new That's place and, and you just want to make a friend. Exactly. And lots of people are are sort of doing this. Set, there are dating apps where you can set yes. it to just friends. Problem Bumble is, is one. Well, yeah, that's great. And I had a lot of friends suggest that to me. Um, but... If I so I've got Bumble and I, I did exactly that. I set it to friends only because I'm not looking for basically I just want some nice warm company with a bit of flirtation and no expectation of romance or sex. That's what I actually want. Yeah. I set my Bumble to friends or women. Every single one. And Bumble's super sexist, so because clearly only women can be friends with women. And I thought maybe it was my settings, but a male friend of mine is also on Bumble, set his up as friends, and he got all male recommendations. So it's really oh, annoying because I actually want, yeah. Be I, better. Yeah, exactly. So Surely, I don't know if, if I'm settings... doing something wrong. Tell me if I am because it might be something I'm doing with the app that's not right. But it seems to me that if you set it to friends, it assumes like you want I think we should the tweet gender? them. Yeah, I yeah. think we should tweet them. And also Bumble, if this is your policy, be better. Yeah. I like think just everyone, show me everyone who yeah, wants to be Yeah, everyone who has the like friend zone box checked. Yeah. Lump them all in together and yeah. let them fight it out. Or let me pick, you know, I want a friend and I would like that friend to be of this particular gender. Because, you know, I'm sure lots of people do use it. And actually, again, one of the guys I spoke to this week on Tinder, he's just moved to the area. He's moved from London. He's using it just to get to know people. And I've seen quite a few profiles doing that. You know, it's not so much for the quick shag or the meet your relationship or anything. It's actually to try to figure Start out who lives where. And yeah, I did the exact same thing. I moved to London when I was 23 years mm. old. And I uh, moved in with a friend of mine, but other than my flatmate who had a full time job, I didn't know anyone. And yeah. I'm 
freelance or was then I'm working odd hours. Yeah. So I wanted uh, like a, a friendship, just someone to hang yeah. out with occasionally or just someone who wasn't in my immediate friendship group or yeah. that was my flatmate. Yeah. And um, so I went on, I think it's called Dating Direct, Dating something or other, and put in, uh, in Google, make friends in London. And mm -hmm. this came up top and I was like, great. So I put in, I'm a woman looking for a woman yep. because I wanted to make some female like friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, got loads of responses. I was super happy with it mm. until I realized that it actually isn't a friend finder. It's uh. a, I mean, the clue's in the name. I don't know. <laughs> it's a dating website. And I had basically set myself up as a lesbian and I was oh, getting a lot of... what you wanted. Um, well, not what I wanted until I met a girl I like, that I really, <laughs> really liked. Um, not in a sexual way, yeah. but she, because I'd put in my profile and she'd actually taken the time to read my profile. Oh, yeah. And she said, I'm just giving you a heads up. You are basically coming up as dating and not many people actually go into so much detail as to read your profile sure. and I was like that oh was really my nice goodness yeah, yeah and we struck up a conversation we met for a couple of drinks oh, and it was nice. really nice um but I mean our friendship didn't work out because she thought that even though I'd put friendship I was still gay yeah and I didn't realize that I was dating a woman yeah in a it was crossed wires, essentially. Yeah, and I think that happens a lot. Um, I think that happens more commonly in like a straight meter. It made me feel often, really yeah. shit, actually, because really? when I said I, oh, I'm like straight, it just kind of came out in conversation about yeah. me looking for a boyfriend. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, I thought you were gay. And I was like, no, I was just looking for like a gal pal. Yeah. But I've had sort of the last time I was on Tinder or whatever I was on, it was probably about a year or two ago. And I sort of set up the same thing. Like, I'm pretty much looking for the same thing. Basically, the way into my heart is via friendship. Like, it really is. So I don't care even if it might become something down the line. It has to start as friends or it's not yeah, going anywhere. And anybody who on a dating website is, like, looking for me, like, it's such a quick turn off if the expectation is romance or that's the goal where you want it to go. And I get it. There's lots of people on there who, like, they're really blatant who about what they want. Who just want to find yeah. a partner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's totally cool. But for me, it's like oh god and I put the brakes on and it, it terrifies me I need friends first um, and yeah the amount of times that I've written this sort of same about me really just want to start as friends I just want to have a nice meal for like half an hour or an hour and have a few drinks or something and even being as blatant as you like and it goes back to people don't read your bio but the amount of people who'd come through hi how's it going babes and, and I, or even with a nice comment you sort of maybe reply a few times say oh you know hey how's you oh so uh, when do you want to go on a date and all this it's like oh did you read my profile like do you understand that the date is a platonic date a and everything date, yeah. and the amount of guys who are like oh what's the point of being on here then like straight away Goodbye. they just drop you and it's like I'm allowed to use this app how I like but if you <laughs> did meet someone online mm. and you were arranging a non-platonic date mm. would you take your own stash of condoms yeah. in case the I was going to say the worst came to the worst or <laughs> in case the best came to the best um if I well yeah if I thought that sex was going to happen I'm what I'm actually thinking about in my head right now is would I consider having sex on an early date I did yeah is that, I yeah. married him <laughs> <laughs> oh that's quite a good sign though isn't it actually it, I mean yeah. I have I am I have been mm. and I think I always will be very impulsive yeah and I kind of do what I want when I want I always yeah. have take a minute to think about do I want to do this or am I just swept up in the yeah, moment yeah yeah but for the most part the answer is yeah and also what 
what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, if you're you taking all the precautions. You regret and... it and you learn from it yeah. or you have a great time and yeah. you do it again. Yeah. So I... Um, uh, yeah, I I did, and mm. I would do again if Matt ever leaves me. Please don't leave <laughs> me. Don't leave I do think about it sometimes. What would I do? And I know people go through far worse and come back in great shape, but it is a very scary thought because I have been out of the dating game for almost a decade. Wow, it goes How? Quick, it? Yeah, <laughs> it goes so quick, and. I've never app dated, for example, because right. that just wasn't about yeah. when I was like the dating website I went on was still pretty new when I yeah. first moved to London at 23. And I don't know how I would go about dating. I think it's so it's such mm. a hard slog. Yeah, it's, it is weird, isn't it? Because nowadays people do sort of live in the Internet and we're all working Oh, I'm sure other generations would argue differently, but I feel like we're working harder than ever. Um, perhaps not in a physical sense. You know, we haven't got bloody coal mines anymore <laughs> like no. we did. However, what people are paid on an average and what it costs to survive in today's world, I think people are working really hard and people are doing lots of freelance and, and everything, which sounds great, but I'm sure you can testify. You must feel like you work all the time. Yeah, I've said it before. I've said, I'll say it again. Yeah. yeah. Some months I'm like, oh, I'm so rich. And, and other months I'm like, I can't pay my yeah. bills. Yeah, exactly. And so as the the stress of that the reliability of it so i think people are working all of the time and we're we're still being sold this life of independence and adulthood I mean, we don't want to be 30 and living with our parents still no. but actually the reality is that it'll probably make our life so much easier and we'd have time to date and maybe maybe in the future it'll go back to the old days and you'll just sort of stay at home until you meet your partner and then you just move straight in with, them, move and, in with them yeah i can't think know. of anything worse yeah. i loved my young free and single days oh, i love living flatmates. alone yeah i love it i had a great time I in london we used to go out have a nice time and now i'm chained to the kitchen sink. No. <laughs> no i'm not i'm not chained in any way i i choose to be there at least that's the line we've i've been told to say <laughs> <laughs> i say but it must work quite nicely with you and matt because you both are like in showbiz and you're yeah. both like working you're both freelance we're both, both freelance. all over the place so I know that you recently had to go through a long patch where you were like still really going through it where is he through. now is he's he... in Budapest <gasps> he has been there for three months and he's there he's missing <gasps> our wedding anniversary <gasps> which is he better make so you a good video bad. and send it yeah <laughs> <laughs> he won't um, no he's he's super busy he's shooting Aww. film out there um and it's overrun, so he's going to wow. miss our wedding anniversary by a few days. But, sure you know, I'm not, I, I don't mind. I'm, it's my mum's birthday the day after, so I'm going to take her out and treat her to something nice. What does she like? Oh, she loves she like uh, music, getting on to theater? me. Telling me, uh, <laughs> telling me wait. what to do. <laughs> You're that jumper. I'm actually wearing the lumpy jumper. I love that lumpy jumper. If you is watched... it chenille? I'm going to touch you. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's nice. I don't know whether I ever said this on, on any of our previous podcasts, but I am wearing a jumper that um, I once wore and my mum said to me, well, she said two things. First, have you been crying? Um, oh, yes, I remember you No, I just this. wasn't wearing any makeup. <gasps> and the second one, she, she kind of looks me up and down <laughs> in a very... Not like she's judging, but she doesn't want to judge, so she's like dragging her eyes away from me. And I was like, What? And she goes, That jumper makes you look a bit lumpy. She meant fat. I was like, Thanks, mum. It's a baggy jumper. What do you want from me? I like it, I think it looks lovely. It's a baggy jumper that I reserve exclusively for periods. So (laughs) now I get to watch you. If you ever see me (laughs) in a very dirty pink chenille jumper, you're like, On the blob. It's a shark week, isn't it? <laughs> shark, week. shark week? I have never heard it referred to as shark week. Yeah, you're getting to see while you're in the period. Oh my goodness. Shark week. 
I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I feel pretty. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, about as good as on the blob. Which well, yeah, I, mean, I hate. But that was what we said at school. That was like blob. also hilariously. We thought that was like a secret code. <laughs> no one will know ever. No one will ever know what we mean by that. And I started my period. I was a very late developer. Oh, were you? Yeah, really late bloomer. Um, hormonally. Yeah. And uh, I feel really partridge when I said that. <laughs> Alan Partridge. Um, but I used to. All my friends had kind of started their periods by 13, 14 at the very okay, latest. Yeah. And I was like, they were like on the blob. And I used to go, yeah, me too. And until one of my friends was like, you've been on your period for like seven weeks. What's going on? Because I'd just be like, yeah, me too. Because I didn't want <laughs> yeah, to yeah. be found out. I'm a grown up. Yeah. Uh, but I actually started my periods on the first day of my GCSE, uh, GCSEs. And I had a maths exam. Oh, and no. it was really stressful because I went to an all girls grammar school. Mm. Which I loved, and I know that's uh, not for everyone, and lots of people think it's like really uh, kind of exclusive. Mm. But I did love it at the time. I don't know that's how good. I feel about it, particularly as an adult now. Yeah. But at the time, I I really responded well to that kind of education. That's good. But I am shit at maths. Like honestly, I I have to add things up on my fingers. If my I didn't have point. a calculator, I'd be screwed. Yeah. And I worked really, really hard to revise for my maths GCSE, oh. and then I came on my period mm. the day of the exam. And I remember just thinking, well, that's it. That's give God. Up on life. What's that's, the point? That's God trying to kill me. Um, and I did the exam and I tried really hard and I got a C. Oh, and that is well my done. that's my greatest achievement. People go, oh, what, what do you think is your greatest achievement? I'm like, getting that C at GCSE maths. I had a lot of hurdles to jump and I jumped them all. Well done. Yeah, starting your period. I started mine at school, and it, which was like my worst nightmare. You know, like yeah. the, the thought of, and that's what I was most scared of. Like they were quite good at my school, and we had um, like Tampax provide you with the. Did you ever get that? Like there's like a little kit. Oh, they were really good at my school. So Tampax came in, and for all the girls, they were getting to like 13 years old. They set you up. So they had a few tampons, a few pads, like night pad, all the rest of it. Oh, that would just have been to keep so with useful. you. Yeah, exactly. So thankfully, I'm somebody who never tidies out my bag. So that stayed in <laughs> the bottom of my bag for about two years until I think I was about 15 when I started my period, or 14, 15, something like that. And yeah, I just. I remember being really nervous about starting my period, actually, because my mum had said to me... I was going to say, I bet you just told your mum straight away, didn't you? I did tell her, but that was, be <laughs> that was because she told me that I had to. <laughs> so she'd said to me, you know, because I'd asked her questions. She's a nurse. We've always been very open. I think that's helped me get into this job that I do now. I've always discussed bodies openly. See, I'm completely the opposite. Really? I think I'm in this job because I had a... a, a a more conservative kind of childhood. So you had to look these things up kind of thing? Um, well, we didn't, I didn't have sex education. I had a, right. one lesson, like a biology lesson at 15. Yeah. I was very private and prudish. Mm -hmm. Like I'd hate anything with like PDAs. Yeah. Couldn't stand watching, looking at people kiss. Right. I was like, pregnant, pregnant women freaked me out. That oh, whole thing. They still freaked me out. Kit and caboodle <laughs> of just being a prudish teenager. Yeah, yeah. And then I started my periods and I kept it from my mum for like oh, four months. Really? Yeah, I oh didn't tell goodness. her at all. And I thought it was really stealthy. And then um, one day... So why is there blood everywhere? Well, she came, she came into my bedrooms on the like fourth time. Oh. And I think I, it had become part and parcel of my monthly routine at that point. And mm. she sat on my bed and she was like, got anything to tell me? And I immediately was like, because... I was quite chubby when, okay, mm. that's a lie. I was fat. I was like 12 stone when I was 12. So mm. as a teenager, I was quite hefty. Mm. And my parents would try and help me not to be quite so hefty. Yeah. 
by saying like I could have one packet of crisps a day. Sure. But I used to sneak them all mm. the time. And when she sat on that bed and said, have you got anything to tell me? I was like, I've only had four bags. No, <laughs> <laughs> no oh, Annabelle, have you started no. your periods? In, in comparison, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah that's nothing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. As the ready salted crisp packet peeked out from <laughs> under my pillow. And it was six packs of crisps. Yeah. <laughs> and we all get period munchies. Oh, my goodness. Like, so much so. Oh, I'm unstoppable nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's it's a difficult battle, isn't it? Because yeah. I remember going to the gym and the, my trainer saying to me, it's it's bullshit, it's a myth, and it's something that women say to themselves to excuse their poor diet. <gasps> and I was like, excuse how me. many periods have you ever had? Yeah. Zero, I'm guessing. No. But no, I remember with mine, so my mum had said to me, she said, well, you must tell me, because, you know, I'll, I'll tell you stuff you need to know. Um, and I was like, well, how will you react when I start my period? She said, oh, I'll probably cry. Oh yeah, and now in hindsight, I understand. It's like, oh, my little girl's growing up, and all yeah. that stuff. I can understand why she would cry, and I was like, oh no, is like, it that's that bad? awful. Yeah, like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm gonna make my mum cry. Um, but I made sure that I, I I stopped off at her work because her work used to be between my school and my home. So I made sure I made her cry at work. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, nice. But I, I did. I did. I went into work. So I was like, well, if I tell her at work. She won't cry. <laughs> See, I think I'll in schools, the whole, just bring it back around to the uh, women, young women being responsible for their own sexual yes. health with condoms. I think if we had um, much more comprehensive sex mm. education, better sex education from school and home and, mm. and peers and, and the internet, I think that the taboo around carrying condoms would be decreased, mm-hmm. especially if... In schools, it went part and parcel with, okay, your body is now ready to have a baby. Yeah. If you don't want to have that baby, which yeah. I'm guessing most teenagers don't, don't. Yeah. This is what you need. Yes. And then, you know, the yeah. the requisite education about how to put it on and sizing mm. and types and... Also, I mean, I think that a lot could be solved by... Because I think even though it's everybody's responsibility to look after their sexual health... I think what some of these girls are coming out is going, well, I'm not the one with the dick, so why am I addressing a dick? Um, fine, like, if, if you're not fine, but if that's your sort of standpoint on it, what I would love to see is in sex education, start talking about femidoms. The fact that we only teach one type of contraception, and it's the one that has to go onto a penis, suggesting that touching a penis, touching someone else's penis is more healthy for you than putting your fingers inside your own, own vagina. vagina. Mm-hmm. I hate that. So we could be teaching people to say, hey, guess what? There's two types of barrier methods they'll protect you against pregnancy and STIs. Both are fine. This one, you use your fingers. And, you know, to insert inside of you, I think to realize that in itself is a normal thing. Like, girls are told not to touch their bits unless you're washing it. So to be able to teach both, you know, the the penis condom and a vaginal condom as well, I think will start to break down all of these worries about, you know, oh, a vagina's dirty or you shouldn't play with yourself. And if we're teaching not just young women, but young people, there are two types. Because... Some guys might say, you know, I don't, I don't want to wear a condom, and they and they do frequently say that. Mm-hmm. But if you can then come up with a rebuttal of, okay, that's fine, let's go for yeah, I've got uh, this. we've got an alternative method yes. here. There's no kind of there's no problem because mm-hmm. the problem that's created is that one of sensitivity and pleasure and enjoyment. Yes, I have spoken to many many men about this, mm-hmm. and I think it's a an excuse on the whole. Uh, condoms yeah. decrease sensitivity by such a tiny amount that it's almost imperceptible yeah and a lot of guys just like the idea of 
having their dick going into a vagina and yeah. feeling that. And it's that animalistic kind of yeah. caveman urge. And and do you know what? If that's your reasoning because you just want it, that's fine. But yeah. it's not a reason to not protect yourself full stop. Exactly. So I had I had a boyfriend for a while that um, we were using a barrier method of contraception. And we sort of chatted about it, and, you know, amongst conversation, you know, I'm not that keen on sex with a condom as far as sensation wise, but, yeah. you know, safety over that anyway, you know, either don't have sex at all or have some quite good sex that's safe. It's so, still pretty good. Still pretty good and much better than no sex. So we had a conversation about it and we just kind of, without it being like, it's your turn, honey, but we kind of took turns as to who was going to wear the prophylactic it was like oh I'll, I'll wear the femidon this time and, and, and what an amazing compromise yeah, we're and just conclusion to, to draw yeah it worked really well and something else that we um, I was talking about this earlier on today about uh, condoms for a penis and how yeah there's an element of reduced sens- sensitization for some people that's really great because it can help you go a bit longer, a bit longer in the bedroom if that's what you want but that's not the goal for everyone, um, particularly like young guys or guys who feel that they've got actually prolonged ejaculation they want to they want to get there so Something I suggested to somebody today was to find a condom-friendly clitoral balm or lotion. I know it says clitoris on the bottle, but it's still going to work on the head of your penis. So you can still apply something to the head of your penis or any area you want to be sensitized, then put the condom on. And why not put some on her clitoris if you're having sex with a clitoris person as well at the same time? And that's both your sensitivity. You know, we we already sell these kind of... Um, delay condoms and everything is always that good yeah, and the tingles on the outside everything is about prolonging the experience yeah. I think the whole That's kind of condoms everyone. lubes sprays lotions and potions they're all geared up for last longer last longer mm. and we overlook that the proportion of, of people out there who mm. are like well actually I can last a really long time yeah. but I don't want to be humping my girlfriend for seven hours. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, anything can have an impact on that. So, you know, stress can work in both ways, yeah. like medications and all sorts of stuff. And some people do just have delayed ejaculation. The wonderful thing about sex and relationships and this whole umbrella, the Sex and Other Stuff podcast, is that we like to talk about things that will hopefully help educate entertain and if you have a really open mind when you're listening that really helps us to yes. to kind of put our message out there and and chat freely and not try and censor ourselves too much for fear of offending and if we do ever offend or overstep the mark or say something that's not quite right or you think we need to do go something to listen else, to somebody else <laughs> go listen to someone else <laughs> piss off <laughs> or let us know yeah you can at sexandotherstuff.com or on Twitter or Instagram. Our handle is sexandotherstuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow me and Jess separately if you like, or you can just stick to Sex and Other Stuff, the hub where all the magic happens. Yes. So uh, we've started doing a thing called Brand New Information. Um, it's uh, kind of off the back of Phoebe Buffet on Friends. Yeah. And in this little section, we're going to do it at the end of every episode, hopefully, if you guys like it. Yeah. And we're going to say something new that we learnt recently uh, that was indeed brand new information. <sighs> so, Jess, oh, no, what so is yet. your brand new information? So my brand new information is actually for anybody out there who likes music, which I hope you like music. My brother is a musician and he's been singing since he came out of the womb and he's just got himself into this new... It's called crying, Jess. No! 
<laughs> tuneful crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been tunefully crying since birth. So, so yeah, so it's 26 years of tuneful crying he's been doing. Um, but honestly, he's great. The reason I'm mentioning him on here is not only is he my brother and he's in this new awesome band called Foxjaw, um, who are touring in November. They're really awesome. If you like heavy stuff, I don't know what kind of music you listen to. Um, but also Alex is going to be writing the jingle for our podcast. Which is very exciting. Yes. At the moment we have a, and I love it. It's great. It's going to do for now. Um, we've got kind of a little jazzy, sexy, sexy thing going on. But yes. hopefully, world-famous musician Alex yes. is going to create us something wonderful yes. for our second or third season, depending yes. on how busy he becomes. Yeah, absolutely, because he might well be a busy, busy bee, and I hope he is, because he really, really deserves it. And it's not, not just me saying it, because he's my brother. He really is a talented musician. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in finding out the band he's joining, it's Foxjaw. He's in a band at the moment called Dead Royalties. They are also really great. And he also does some solo work under Xander. Xander Cher, which I think is really snappy, actually. <laughs> such a cool name um, but yeah please go find him and he's going to be part of the sex and other stuff gang so he's going to be making our podcast jingle for us um, so who knows maybe we'll bring him on bring him on in an episode yeah, he's got a nice, nice nice man voice on here I can listen to some of his tuneful crying <laughs> it's so tuneful so so tuneful so yeah that's my brand new information I hope you guys are interested in it <laughs> what about you you got anything new for us uh, Matt got a new tattoo Matt's got two new tattoos. Did he? He's got, um, oh goodness. My brand new information is my husband's a bit of a dick. He got a dagger tattooed. It's a really nice tattoo. Uh, it's kind of like an arty, I think someone said the word trad, which I don't really know what it means. But yeah, um, yeah. so it's that kind of theme. And it's got a scroll going around it. And, the, it. and you can have anything you like written on there, like an inspirational message or birthday. Yep, Jess is just showing me her tattoo. Uh, we'll, we'll Instagram a picture of that so you get the idea. Yep. And my husband chose to have the advice, <laughs> don't be a dick, tattooed on him. I love it. Which um, he thinks is a really, a really great motto for life. I can't argue with him. You can't argue I'll be with honest. it. But you also don't need to get it tattooed on your arm. So it's that time again. It it's is. the time for us to say goodbye. We yes. hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast. You have been listening, if you need reminding, to sex and other stuff. And I've been Annabelle Knight. And I've been Jess Wilde. Yeah.